Welcome to the Awakened Imagination Podcast. I am your host, Missy Renee, from awakenyourimagination.com. I am a mindset, manifestation, and transformation coach, and on this podcast, we talk all things manifestation, conscious creation, and how to make your dream life an abundant reality. So if you're looking to upgrade your life, your relationships, your wealth, and your self-confidence, you came to the right place. Each week, I will be sharing advice, answering your questions, giving you helpful tips, and sharing inspirational stories to help you tap into your infinite power and manifest the life that you have always dreamed of. So if you're ready for this week's dose of motivation and spiritual innovation, then let's jump right in. <laughs> Hello, you guys, and welcome to the Awaken Imagination podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me this afternoon or evening or morning, whatever time it is in the day where you are. I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, today, I want to talk about the law of attraction versus the law of assumption. Because I noticed that this is something that, well, first off, I've had a lot of people ask me um, about clarifying the difference between the two. Because, well, a couple of reasons. Uh, they sound very similar in a lot of ways. And uh, there are similarities, obviously. Um, both teach you how to control your life, consciously control your life and the outcomes and what happens to you. But more importantly, I've noticed that a lot of people, we typically find the law of attraction first, you know, not saying that everybody does, but most people typically when they find out about manifesting, when they learn about manifesting, it's through the law of attraction, um, because that is the more mainstream quote-unquote mainstream uh, teachings out there. So many people first find the law of attraction and then they stumble onto Neville Goddard and they don't, in a lot of cases, again, there's a lot of confusion about the difference and for some people, they're taking a lot of the same, um, I guess, mindsets into the law of assumption and that can be detrimental in a couple of ways. I mean, maybe detrimental is a hard word, <laughs> but uh, there can be some setbacks if you're not careful. Uh, because in my opinion, these are two very different teachings. I mean, yes, at the end of the day, they both teach you how to basically learn to master your life and learn how to create your experiences consciously. But that's about the extent of it. And in my opinion, the differences that are there between these two teachings are very important. And this is all about making sure that there's nothing holding you back. Because unfortunately, through a lot of the law of attraction teachings, there's still a lot of limitations. So we're going to talk about all that today. And so basically, there's three major differences that I want to touch on and, and talk about and how these will ultimately affect your being able to do this, being able to consciously create. So really wanting to go into that today. And this was actually brought up to me from one of my clients a couple days ago. And it's actually the second time it's been brought up to me to talk more about this. And, um, you know, for most of you that are here, I know a lot of you found me through my YouTube channel, and I did make a video about this, but I kind of want to rehash out a couple of things and go a little bit deeper than even in that video. So, Again, this channel 
just like my YouTube channel, what I'm trying to do is essentially make it so you have the keys to your life. You're the one in the driver's seat. And I, I want people to begin to awaken to their power. And I don't want there to be any limitations or setbacks or confusion along the way. Because there's so many teachers out there. And especially since the law of attraction is sort of the norm when we're talking about manifesting, it's a much more mainstream. I'd say Neville's teachings, though they are getting more traction, though the law of assumption is starting to get out there a little bit, it's still very niche. And unfortunately, not enough people know about the law. So this is a big part of it. I know a lot of people who are tuning into this are coming from the law of attraction background. So diving right in, where do I start? <laughs> well, I guess I want to talk a little bit first about how I made my transition, right? Because like most people, I too came from the law of attraction. I found manifestation through the law of attraction. And more specifically, I found out about it through the secret which arguably a lot of people have, most people have through The Secret. Um, I remember this was about 2009. Yeah, 2009, somewhere in there. I first was recommended the documentary uh, by a friend of mine. At that time, it was a really, really awful period of my life lot of terrible things going on. I was definitely not well, very down in the dumps, uh, just got out of a very, very toxic relationship. And um, I knew that something had to give. <laughs> I knew that I, I had to try to help myself get out of this despair pit, the, this depression and crippling anxiety and and just all of this toxic surroundings i i felt like i was just it, it was not a good place to be like my headspace was very dark and so i i kind of one day realized that if i didn't try to help myself if i didn't try to get better then i don't know if i would still be here today very likely I, I wouldn't have been um, trying to come off of drugs, abusive relationships. I, it was bad. <laughs> so I remember a friend of mine recommending that I watch The Secret. And this was after first I started out with a couple of self-help books, um, just trying, you know, positive psychology, things like that. But one day a friend of mine suggested that I watch The Secret. And so I did. <laughs> and I remember immediately being captivated by this idea. This idea that we can change our circumstances and that we're ultimately the ones in control of our lives. And it resonated with me because my whole life, I've had this deep knowing that there's so much more to this experience than what we're taught and what we're led to believe. I've just always had that feeling of expansion and that we're so much greater than we think we are and that we have limitations set on ourselves. And I don't even know where that stemmed from. I don't know where that feeling even came from. It's just something that I've always felt as long as I can remember, even when I was a little kid. So when I watched The Secret, it really did kind of strike that chord. And I was like, you know, this could be a thing. Maybe we are able to create things and do things that, you know, other people would deem impossible. Figured I would give it a shot. 
<laughs> and so after watching The Secret, I then read the book and started to devour everything I can get my hands on. And I went through several years, the next several years of my life, I was just immersed in the law of attraction, reading as much as I could, watching as much as I could, all, finding all these teachers and gurus, I mean, anything that I could possibly digest and get my hands on, I did. And I also implemented what I was taught. I, I you know, did <laughs> the things that I was taught. And I wouldn't say that it doesn't work. I wouldn't say that I never had any success because I, I did. Um, I was able to manifest some pretty big things, I would say. But it was kind of a crapshoot. And I remember it being like half the time I was able to manifest something and then half the time I couldn't or it would never show up. And so for a while, I was just kind of convinced that, you know, I needed to just learn more and maybe there's something out there that I'm missing and maybe I just need to find this key component that is keeping me from my full potential and, and being able to create 100% of the time versus just maybe 50% of the time. Um, but after some time, after many years had passed, I was starting to get more and more frustrated because if we can in fact create, if we are the creators, then this should be something that works with everything. And so I, I you know, and I, I was doing everything to a T that I was being taught to the best of my ability, um, but I still was not able to manifest, I guess, uh, often enough. Or, and it was not very controlled. It, it, it just felt very sporadic. And so anyways, this kind of went on and I just kind of kept telling myself, you know, don't give up, you're going to get there, you're going to get there. And it was around 2016, this, this went on again, this was from like 2009 to about 2016, when I came across Neville Goddard. Now, before I came across Neville Goddard, I had a very powerful mystical experience. And um, I will talk about that in another podcast episode. I will talk all about this experience that, that I've had because um, I've had a few of them. Um, basically, what Neville describes as the promise. But after having this incredible experience, I was uh, led to Neville Goddard. It was the second time I found him. First time... Um, stumbled onto him a couple years after I initially found out about the law of attraction. But at that time, it didn't really stick. But now after this experience, this was, you know, 2016 ish, somewhere in there, um, coming back to Neville, and really getting into his work and, and really just going all in it all resonated. It all made sense. Everything clicked for me. And it felt like I was home. It felt like everything that I had been searching for and that feeling of there's more to this life, all of that came full circle. I felt fulfilled. I felt complete after really coming across Neville Goddard and the law of assumption. So, and I've talked to a lot of people who have the same kind of, um, they've had the same kind of experience that I've had, you know, when they found Neville, it was like everything fell into place for them. 
And that's exactly what happened to me. And really why I wanted to make this episode is so that for people who may not know about Neville just yet or are still very new and trying to learn more, breaking down the differences between these two. Because, again, I noticed that people do tend to take a lot of the same mindset from the Law of Attraction and into the Law of Assumption. And doing so in certain ways, you can really limit yourself. Because though the Law of Attraction does have some truths to it, it's still a very limiting teaching. It's still very um, narrow. And in my opinion, it, it doesn't allow you to really tap into your full potential. And for a couple of reasons, and that's what we're really going to get into. And there's, there's three big ones that I really want to make sure people understand, right? Because these teachings are not the same. <laughs> Though the ultimate goal might be the same, the way it is taught are very different. And once I finally found Neville after this powerful mystical experience that I had, everything came full circle. And my manifestations started coming like one after the other after the other. I was manifesting things and things were coming to pass that I had been trying to create for years. And they would come to fruition within, you know, weeks, months, sometimes even days. It was powerful. It was powerful. So I guess starting three big things that I want to make sure that people are crystal clear on. The first big difference between the law of attraction and the law of assumption is the law of attraction teaches you that the universe is the thing or the one giving you your desire. So according to the law of attraction, we receive our desire or the thing that we want to manifest once we quote unquote match a vibration to it. And once we match that vibration to whatever it is that we want, then the universe gives it to us. And I can see, you know, at first, when I was reading about this, I was like, okay, yeah, that that can make sense. Okay, I guess. But there was always a little thing in the back of my mind that was nagging me. <laughs> um, you know, because the truth is, and this is what the law of assumption teaches, you are the operant power not the universe. You're not separate from the creator. You are the one that ultimately is able to create, uncreate, and do whatever you want. And I think that it's really important that people understand this because the way that it's taught in the law of attraction makes it so it's like, how do I put this into words? <laughs> it makes it sound like there's an external force, that there's something outside of you that you're in the mercy of in order to get what you want. And that's not the case. In the law of assumption and what Neville teaches, you are the creator. You. It's 100% you. Now, some people in the law of attraction circles will say that you're the 
quote-unquote co-creator, that you and the universe are the ones who create. Again, you are the only one. You, in your reality, it is you that manifests. You are the one that determines what happens. You are the one who creates. You are not at the mercy of anything outside of you. And I think that is incredibly important to understand. Because for our whole lives, we've always felt like we're at the mercy of our circumstances. We're at the mercy of something else. We're at the mercy of God, an external God. We're at the mercy of fate. You know, you, you name it. But we've always, for most people growing up and through your life, feel like there's something outside of you that has the power. Like, you don't have the power, ultimately. And the law of attraction teaches that as well. You have to match a vibration to your desire, and then the universe is the one that will give it to you, essentially. But once we understand, and once we really take to heart that we are the creators that we determine what happens to us, that we hold the power, not <laughs> the universe, that lifts a restriction off of us, that makes it so we can actually step into our power. And that also gives you accountability, <laughs> which I know not everybody likes to get, but <laughs> if we know that we're the ones that create our reality, good and bad, then we are not in a position where we can shift blame when something unwanted happens. We can no longer play the victim of our circumstances because we know ultimately, that we are the ones that are creating everything in our 3D reality. So that's first and foremost one of the big distinctions between the two. The second that I really wanted to point out is just the vernacular, I guess, the way that the law of attraction is taught is very vague and it can be really confusing. You know, when we're taught things like you need to match a vibration, well, what does that even mean? How do we know that we're matching that vibration or that we are, quote, in an alignment with our desire. What does that even mean? <laughs> how, how can we gauge that, you know? So that is a frustrating aspect. Um, I know a lot of people teach, the way that a lot of people teach the law of attraction, they say that this is all dependent on your mood. And when you are in a high vibe state, quote unquote, high vibration state, that's when you receive the things that you want. And when you're in a quote, low vibe state, or AKA when you're in a shitty mood, you get all of these bad things and, and things that you don't want. So that's in a nutshell, how the law of attraction teaches everything. I mean, that dictates what happens to us. So we have to raise our vibration or our mood 
And the more that we're in that high vibe state, or essentially that really positive, upbeat mood, you know, happy, joyous, loving, all of that, that's when we start getting all the things that we want. And on the other side of the coin, if we're in a low vibe state or when we're in a crap mood, <laughs> if we're having a bad day, if we're angry or sad or anxious, whatever, all these bad things are going to start happening to us. Oh, <laughs> so right off the bat, um, that's not true. And I really want to emphasize this for everybody listening. If you are thinking that you're not going to manifest what you want because you have a moment of weakness or you have a bad day or that you're not high vibe all the time, that's not true. What the law of assumption teaches is that we manifest what we assume to be or what we assume is true, right? Law of assumption, assuming, or we manifest what we believe to be true. And it's that simple. You don't need to be high vibe. You don't need to overinflate your mood to get what you want. And in fact, this can be dangerous if you're not careful. This way of thinking can cause a lot of people to start suppressing their emotions. And this is something that I run into all the time. All the time. And I was guilty of it too. I remember so many times when I was just trying to inflate my mood and force myself to be happy and like I was over the moon and I was just all good and gravy all the time. But let's be honest, that's not realistic. It's just not realistic. You know, as humans, as human beings, we're going to have a range of emotions. And I don't want anybody to be scared of that. And in the way that the law of attraction is taught, oh, if you're in a bad mood, you're not going to get what you want. And you're going to get a lot of terrible things happen to you. You need to be in a good mood. The higher your frequency, the more good things you're going to get and vice versa. For a lot of people, this will turn to suppressing your emotions because you're so scared to ever feel anything sad or angry or upset. And I remember this tripping me up so much. I remember so many times catching myself when I was in a bad mood and getting so anxious about it. Like, oh crap. Oh no, 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 no. I don't want it. I, I, I just screwed everything up. You know, oh, I was in a low vibe state and, and, oh, did I just ruin this? Do I need to start over? Oh, what do I do? And just by that anxiety alone, that added anxiety of my vibration certainly didn't help. So we're almost creating this extra layer that doesn't even need to be there. We're, we're creating this situation where not only are we suppressing our emotions, but we get anxious and freak out anytime we catch ourselves in a bad mood. And this happened to me all the time. All the time. So I want to be clear, very, very clear. This is bogus. And just because you have a bad day, or just because you're not on your A game, 
that's okay. You'll still manifest despite that. Now, that doesn't mean that we should be dwelling in a negative state all the time. That doesn't mean that we should be, you know, feeding on these negative emotions, this sadness, this anger. You know, we, we don't want to attach ourselves to it. But the reason that we're here is to experience human emotions. That, that is part of our experience. You know, you can't stop the fact that you're going to have good times and bad times and everything in between. And honestly, if you think about it, you can't know what it's like to love if you don't know what it's like to fear. You couldn't know what happiness is if you've never been sad. So by suppressing your emotions, you are robbing yourself in so many ways and you're also making yourself very sick. And I mean very sick. And, and I want to say to anybody right now, if you are somebody who does this, if you find that you are feeling like you need to suppress your emotions because you're scared it's going to screw up your manifestation, please don't. <laughs> please allow yourself to process and release whatever is going on. Because when we just shove our emotions down and when we just try to ignore them and we just try to suppress them, it's going to come out one way or the other. We can only do that so much until we're tapped. And then we're exploding. And then it's coming out in bursts and, and it gets so big that we have a hard time controlling it. So what the Law of Assumptions says and what the Law of Assumption teaches, what I teach, what Neville taught, is that you manifest whatever it is you believe to be true. Namely, the concept that you have of yourself. I talked in one of the episodes back about concept of self and how it has everything to do with manifesting because that's how we create. It's not through vibrations. <laughs> it's not from being high vibe. It's what you identify as being. What you believe is true about you, other people, the world, life, all of that. But this is all about your assumptions, your expectations, your beliefs. It's whatever you attach to I am. It's whatever you are aware of being. Now, I talked in my last episode about the first principle and about awareness. Definitely recommend if you didn't listen to that one to check that one out. This one, this might make a little bit more sense once you have uh, listened to that episode, but your awareness, that is God. That is the creator. And we manifest whatever we attach to that I am or whatever we are aware of being. So if you are aware of being rich, then that's going to be your experience in the 3D. If you're aware of being broke, then that's going to be your experience in the 3D. But 
this really doesn't have anything to do with our quote unquote vibrations at all. Because if you think about it, if you're trying to manifest love, you're trying to manifest a specific person, ultimately, you just want to imagine yourself in that state, in that reality where you and that person are already together. And you want to imagine that to the point where it feels so solidly real that it becomes your assumption. It, it becomes what you believe to be true. Not about your mood, because <laughs> even after you successfully manifest your specific person, you're still going to have bad days, right? Or you're still going to have those moments where you're angry or you're stressed or you're anxious. That's still going to happen. People who are married to their soulmate still have bad days. But they still have what they want. Because they have a knowing that this bond between them and their partner is so powerful. They know it to be true. That is the dominant state that they dwell in. The same thing goes for wealth and abundance. You know, millionaires have bad days too. <laughs> they have days where they get angry and pissed off and have a moment and that, you know, that's fine. Let yourself have that experience. Process it and then let it go. But ultimately, we just want to remember that the way that we create is by assuming that we are now the person that we desire to be. And that by knowing creation is already finished, all things already exist, every single scenario, every possibility, every reality, every parallel reality, already exists. We can experience anything that we want. But what determines our experience is what we assume is true. So this has nothing to do with your quote unquote vibrational state. It's really straightforward. You manifest or move into that state based on what you believe and what you assume to be true. And how you can consciously move yourself into a new dominant state for a new experience is through your imagination. It's through your imagination that you can create any state and you can build any state in your mind and occupy it. And once you've done that in imagination, it must show up in your 3D reality. What you imagine precedes what you experience. So I, I want to make that so crystal clear because this is probably the biggest thing that people take with them into the law of assumption. People get so scared to even talk about the old story. They get so scared if they find themselves in a bad mood. Because the law of attraction teaches that bad mood equals bad shit happening to you. 
Excuse my French. No, <laughs> you're going to have ups and downs. That's part of the human experience. And it's okay. It's okay to allow yourself to process your emotions and release them. In fact, that's what you need to do <laughs> because by suppressing your emotions, you're making yourself sick. You're, that, that's literally where illness stems from. And this is one of the things that I notice a lot of people still in the habit of thinking that they have to be happy and over the moon all the time to manifest. No. Think about it this way. If you are trying to manifest being a millionaire, would you be, after a while, flying off the walls with happiness and being so overjoyed all the time and, and trying to inflate this feeling of ecstasy? No. Somebody who's a millionaire, it's just going to feel normal to them. It's going to feel natural. It's going to feel like an everyday part of their lives. They're, okay, I've got a m bunch of money. No, they're not sitting there thinking about how, you know, they're, they're not trying to, like, overinflate. They are millionaires because they're consciously aware of being millionaires. It's norm for them. It's normal. It's natural. So what I like to explain to people to try to drive this sense home is that try to imagine you six months after you've received the thing that you want, right? So instead of imagining right when it happens, imagine it six months down the line. Say you're trying to manifest a new house. Yeah, sure. After first moving in, you're going to be pretty excited. But then that excitement tapers off. And it just becomes part of our everyday. You know, six months after you've moved into your house, it's just going to feel like your house. <laughs> It's going to feel like a knowing. So instead of thinking that you have to just constantly prop yourself up and, and use this artificial happiness all the time, just get familiar with what it feels like to know that something is true. And here's a cool exercise that you guys can try, and this really helped me out too. Think of something that you know right now that is true for you. So for example, I know that I have long brown hair. I know that's true. I know that I have two kitties that are sweethearts. I know that this is true. I know that I have a loving partner who is amazing. This is true. And just get familiar with what that feels like, whatever your truths might be. I know my name is Missy Renee. It just feels like it's a part of you. That is how we manifest. We attach ourselves to whatever it is that we want to be. We attach awareness. We become aware 
of what we want to experience. And we start thinking from that premise. We start imagining ourselves living from that state. So it's not even so much that you're trying to force a certain emotion that you want to come to a place where you know that this is who you are and what you identify as. Because ultimately that's what's going to be your experience. Now that said, I want to be clear. We do want to be mindful of our emotions. And we want to make sure that we're not spending too much time dwelling in any negative thoughts. We don't want to give life or attach ourselves to any negative scenario or any negative emotion or feeling. But it's okay to have a bad day. (laughs) Seriously, nothing you need to stress about. You're going to have them. That's what we have revision for. That's where we have ways of detaching ourselves from what we're feeling, what, what our emotions come up. Like we don't have to attach ourselves to any emotion that comes up. And I'll get into that more. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode in itself. But essentially just know that you don't have to raise a vibration or worry about, you know, a bad thing happened to you just because you had a moment of weakness or anything like that. None of that. So that's the second really big difference that I really wanted to drive home. Third and lastly, law of attraction still teaches that other people have free will. That you can't manifest a specific person, you can't manifest for other people, because they have free will. This is false. <laughs> now, I'd argue that this is one of the demo- the more difficult things that we really need to get ourselves out of the habit of believing. Because for our entire lives, we've always have thought that and and believed that, you know, other people have free will and we can't mess with that free will because that's manipulation and that's bad, clearly. And I agree. Manipulation is bad. But that's not what we're doing when manifesting a specific person. We're, We're not manipulating or trying to change that version of that person in your reality right now. Remember, if creation is already finished, and all things are already done, then that version of that person that you desire already exists. They are already real in one of the infinite realities that exist. All you need to do is move into that state and dominate that state where that version of your specific person already exists. Where the version of them who loves you, who adores you, who wants nothing more than to be with you, they already exist. So this is one of the big things that I'm talking about when I talk about the limitations of the law of attraction. On the one hand, law of attraction says that you can do anything. 
but there's limitations. No. When I say that you are God, I mean that you can do anything. God is limitless. You are limitless. And you can do anything. You can have anything. You can experience anything. You can change, quote unquote, change other people, but you're not even changing that person over there. You're moving yourself into a new state. So you're not changing them, you're changing you. And by changing yourself, you change the world around you. And that includes other people. That includes everything. And I know that this one is one of the hardest pills for people to swallow. When we're talking about other people, that's where a lot of people have challenges. And it's mostly in part due to the way that we have always perceived free will. And that we have no control over other people and their actions. Neville talked about this in great length. And he said all the time that everyone is yourself pushed out. That everybody in your life is a representation of what you believe. People are going to show up in the way that you assume them to show up. Whatever you assume is true, that's how people are going to show up in your world. And that's actually getting into my next episode's topic. We're going to talk more about everyone as you pushed out in the next episode because more than anything, that's the topic that I have people approach me about the most. When it comes to manifesting a specific person, when it comes to changing behaviors of people around you, we're talking and dealing with Everyone is yourself pushed out. But again, that's going to be next episode. We're going to do a whole fun deep dive. And I've got a lot of fun stories <laughs> when it comes to everyone is you pushed out. So that'll be for next week. But the law of attraction teaches us that y you can't manifest a specific person. It's generally frowned upon because they have free will. And even manifesting for other people, according to the law of attraction, you can't manifest for somebody else unless they're matching that vibration or frequency or whatever. <laughs> it, it's, it's really confusing. But generally speaking, it's frowned upon. Don't mess with other people. But if somebody that you know is going through a hard time right now, yes, you should absolutely manifest for them. You should help them. Not only can you manifest for other people, you should <laughs> manifest for others, especially if they're in need of help. And if they're maybe having a struggle or going through a rough time, you should absolutely help them out of whatever scenario they're going through. And yes, you can do that. You can do anything. <laughs> you can do absolutely anything. All you need to do is imagine that they are now 
in the place that they want to be, that they now have the thing that they want to have. So if somebody is sick, you imagine them in good health. If somebody lost their job and they're broke and they're struggling, you imagine them employed and doing well. But those are the main differences. And, and there's more, you know, scattered about, but those are the main points that I want to make sure that there's clear distinctions. Because a lot of people are still bringing a lot of things from the law of attraction, that mindset, into these new teachings. And the law of attraction is much more limiting. It doesn't really allow you to grow into your full potential or truly have anything that you want to have. It still creates this illusion that there's an external force that's ultimately going to be the thing that gives us what we want. That we have to rely on or we're at the mercy of the universe to give us whatever it is that we want. The belief that we have to be high vibe. We have to raise our vibration. We must be happy to get what we want. And if we're sad or mad, we're going to have bad things happen to us. Not true. And then lastly, when it comes to other people, you can absolutely manifest other people. You can manifest for other people. You can manifest your specific person. 100%, 1000%, yes. There is nothing that you cannot do. If you can imagine it, you can experience it. So I guess to wrap this all up, the easiest way to remember the difference and the thing to always keep in mind is that we're not attracting anything to us. To attract something implies that it's external of us. And to manifest anything, it doesn't come from the outside. It comes from within. It comes when you assume that you are now living the life that you desire to live. It's when you identify as the person you want to be. By doing this, we are moving ourselves into a new dominant state or reality that becomes what we experience in the 3D. So just remember, we're not attracting. We're assuming. <laughs> and it's through that assumption. It's through what you believe. That is what you experience. Anything that you can imagine, you can experience. So I hope this helped to shed some light for some of you. I hope that all of you were able to take away something from this episode. I hope I was able to clear that up for everyone. If you found this helpful, please be sure to share it. Tell your friends about it. And until next week, when we see each other again, 
I want you all to take care. Please be well. And never forget how powerful you truly are. Happy manifesting, guys.